I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. As someone who is so excited to garden this spring, yet really wants top quality soil, I'm really excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine, which is an esteemed brand renowned for its organic soil offerings. And if you're seeking to infuse your home environment with a nourishing essence that promotes flourishing plant life, you're going to want to listen to this because with over 28 years of expertise, Coast of Maine has meticulously crafted soils sourced from oceanic waters and farms certified for organic cultivation. It's so nice to find such a sustainable sustainable, eco-friendly brand who really emphasizes the importance of natural ingredients to enrich their soil. And I mean, they have, like I said, top quality with rigorous quality control and OMRI listed certification. Their diverse range of products caters to all gardening needs. Most of our soils may lack appropriate nutrients for success for our plants and our plants need this. We want to regenerate the healthy microbes in our soils to set up for gardening success and just for our plants to thrive. So if we add Coast of Maine products, this will indeed help. Whether you're planting trees or shrubs or perennials in your yard, adding Coast of Maine soil in your planting holes leads to a long, slow feeding of your plants, making them self-sufficient and vibrant, which we love. Let's say you want a vegetable garden, 
Not only will you receive abundant harvest, but there will be less feeding and maintenance throughout the season. Amazing. You know that everything grown in Coast of Maine soil is organic and safe for your family and friends right out of the garden. And then you get to also feel good about their sourcing as I'm so thankful they provide natural ingredients because they will never include household waste or biosolids. And we know that nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, cultivated from products and practices rooted in coast of Maine. And so they will continually perfect the art and science of sourcing, mixing, and composting products worthy of the people and the place that inspired their brand and the healthier world it was built to serve. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers. We love supporting local and the products are carried by local retail partners who can provide advice and insight not found in big box stores. So Coast of Maine knows from beginner to expert, anyone who takes a hand to the land has something to offer the growing community of gardeners everywhere. And their products make organic gardening simple and approachable so we can all garden. So let's get to growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you. That's Coast of Maine, like the state with an E, Coast of dot Hello, magical friends. I'm Allie Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra. And welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. Now let the magic begin. The real journey, you're right, Allie, has been about self-love. And the transition has been an incredibly powerful one. And that's why I say, I feel like the physical stuff is all just surface level. Once people get past the sickness or the not feeling good and they start to experience all the physical benefits, then the real space opens up for you to discover what the higher purpose of you having a healthy life is really like, Mm. right? So achieving health is a beautiful thing, but it's basically just one step closer for you to be able to achieve what you're really here to do on this earth. And we'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. If you follow us on Instagram and watch our stories, you know that we're quite the pancake connoisseurs and we love to make vegan protein pancakes with Organifi's delicious chocolate complete protein powder. We are also in love with their superfood green juice powder because even if you're eating veggies all the time, they lose a ton of nutritional value by the time we actually eat them. And not all of us have the time or the means to get all natural, fresh, organic vegetables that our bodies deserve, which is why it has become part of our morning routine to use Organifi's delicious green juice. Mm, yes, and I am crazy about their red juice. That's seriously tastes like Kool-Aid, but a healthy Kool-Aid that is just packed with antioxidants and immune-boosting herbs. And we just want to hook you guys up with this amazing product. So Organifi is giving our listeners 20% off your purchase. So go to Organifi.com and use our code MAGIC at checkout. That is Organifi.com code MAGIC. Also a part of our healthy morning routine is to take our Hum Nutrition Vitamin Beauty Supplements. I swear, my digestion has never been so smooth since taking hums flatter me and gut instinct supplements daily and my skin has never been so clear since taking their daily cleanse tablets hum nutrition supplements are sustainably sourced non-gmo and free of soy gluten artificial colors and preservatives we'll share our story on how hum has healed us and mention our special hum 
giveaway for you later in the show. Also, Hum is giving our listeners 20% off. Just go to humnutrition.com and check out with the promo code MAGIC. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. The link is in our show notes. Now let the magic begin. You may know her as Fully Rock Christina on YouTube and all of her social media. And today we are ecstatic to chat with Christina about how she has created her magic as one of the pioneers of the raw vegan movement and sharing her fully raw lifestyle to heal millions around the globe with not only raw vegan food, but finding raw, real love and compassion for our minds and bodies. And I must add, KB, as I like to call her, is... Not only one of my best friends, but is hands down one of the most heart-centered and passionate and authentic and loving souls that I know on this earth who unapologetically lives and preaches her truth. And we admire KB's vulnerability as she makes any mess in her life her message. So I genuinely, I genuinely believe that the universe has used Christina as an instrument to teach love and healing as she's faced many hardships like healing uh healing hyperglycemia at 18 to face facing years of online trolls and hate messages that she just manages to brush off daily it's so inspiring and with every obstacle that christina faces she teaches she teaches the world how we can overcome any challenge by healing our minds and bodies from the inside out and so For those of you who may not be familiar with Christina's story, so Christina, let us rewind to about 12 years ago and give the listeners a glimpse of your fully raw vegan awakening from the beginning of your journey as a vegetarian at 15 to the reason you transitioned to raw at 18 and how it healed your body and what made you stick with this journey. Well, I want to first thank you guys for having me because I absolutely love both of you. And um, oh, we I love you too. I'm you so grateful. So close, Raquel. And truly, mm-hmm. I'm so excited for this podcast and for you guys to get your message out and to help people heal and go on their spiritual journeys. And I cannot say enough beautiful things. And so, what an honor. Oh my gosh, and Christina, I love you so much. So much. I know. Oh. I think it's like, honestly, I'm this fine. is happening. Fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Um, <laughs> everybody's fine. You know, I, um, it's weird to say that I'm 30. Like, I feel like I'm an older soul in the game than many. Mm. Um, but it's interesting because I, you know, I went raw vegan. I'm backtracking a little bit more, but I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes when I was 16 which is hyperglycemia, which is high blood sugar instead of low blood sugar. And for, I would say, maybe like two years, it was really, really awful. High, high, you know, For me, that was characterized by high and low blood sugar, continuous migraines, depression, fatigue, vomiting, being extremely underweight. And I grew up in a household that is um, you know, half Ecuadorian, half Lebanese. So I grew up eating my mother's mm. Lebanese food, my father's Ecuadorian food. <laughs> they and, love their meats. Um, they love their meat. Food. They love. They love their olive oil. Uh, <laughs> if you guys have ever seen my big fat Greek wedding, you know how he like sprays Windex on everything. And yeah. you know, <laughs> he thinks it's the magical cure for life. No yes. joke. That was my family growing up. You know, when my sister and I used to get sick, my mother used to give us a cup of olive oil and tell us to drink it. Wow. Oh, she thought it was my. like a remedy. Yeah. But yeah, but that was like passed down from 
her grandmother and her grandmother. And now we don't do that anymore. And it's like, okay, well, we broke a generational pattern. Wow. Even something as small as, like, not drinking a cup of a olive cup, oil. A cup. An entire <laughs> cup of olive oil. You would just yeah chug it down. No, but olive oil is, like, mm-hmm. for everything. Like, yeah. we used to go to bed at night. My mother used to put olive oil in our hairs and put a towel over our pillow and make us sleep <laughs> with it in our hair. I may have it. just yeah. done that two days ago. <laughs> <laughs> but just so many different things. You wouldn't even believe. That's actually a great and, remedy. Um, yeah, I, but it ended up giving me type 2 diabetes, mm. so, you know, very high-fat, non-vegan <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah. You know, there's even a dish in Lebanon called kebenaye, which is basically just raw ground meat that you sprinkle a more olive oil on top and hummus and some extra salt. So it's basically just meat, salt, and oil, wow. and that's a staple. And raw right. meat, by the way. Not cooked. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Raw meat. Um, wow. Raw so meat. You, yeah. that's why you're fully raw vegan. You have to make yeah. the <laughs> distinction. Exactly. Because <laughs> I swear, when I was in Lebanon just the past summer, they're like, oh, yes, keep it now. Yeah. I'd be like, no, 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 vegan. They're like, I have no idea what that is. So I'd be like, okay, that's okay. <laughs> they probably don't even have a word for that in Lebanon. They don't. They don't. It's, <laughs> it's okay. almost like they didn't have a word for it in Texas you know 12 years ago when I went around that's vegan. insane yeah I remember you know I had, I had just gotten out of the hospital one day and I had reached like my lowest weight you know I'm, I'm 5'7 and I was 87 pounds at the time and oh I remember I had just gotten out of the hospital and I still had the IV wrap on my arm and um you know I went I was in the grocery store and in this bulk aisle like snitching some quote quote sugar-free granola and um, this older man walks up to me, and his name is John Rose, and he goes, excuse me, are you a raw foodie? And I just kind of popped up, and clearly he could tell I didn't look good. I looked awful. Mm. Um, you know, I probably looked like a, a, people tell me I looked like a concentration camp victim or something. I just wow. looked awful. It was horrible. And um, he started telling me about how, like, he eats 10 pounds of fruits and vegetables every day, and how he juices, and how he does this, and how he's been a vegan for 18 years at the time, and now he's, goodness over and above and I I was so overwhelmed by what he was telling me that I didn't even know how to respond so um I just listened carefully to what he had said and I said oh my gosh well uh you know I I can't really eat fruit you know I have diabetes and this and he was like oh that's just what doctors tell you and this and this and he's like I can teach you all about it and I literally left with his card thinking I was so completely my, my mind was blown away with fear yeah, right? it's a random man. A random man. At first I thought he was trying to hit on me until I realized, like, well, this is... You never know what to think about moments yeah. like that. Um, so I remember going home and eating dinner with my family, and I was like, you guys, I think I met a rabbit man today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just remember him telling me that, like, he didn't even know, you know, like, he wasn't eating cooked food, and I'm, like, looking at my plate, I'm like, what does he eat? You know, carrots. And, um, you know, my mother was just like, Mishka, Allah, eat your food. You know, like, she didn't even want to, like, listen. So, <laughs> but it never had happened that I'd gotten out of the hospital one morning and gone back in the next day. And um, it was really intense. Like, I, I got out of the hospital three days later. I hit my absolute lowest point. I felt more depressed than ever. And, you know, I just remember being 18 years old and thinking to myself, like, oh, my God. They're telling me I'm going to be sick for the rest of my life, and mm. if this is how it's going to be, it's like, I don't want to be here, right? Like, can you imagine, like, thinking, 
oh my god, I'm going to be dependent on this for the rest That's of my right. life. Like such insulin. a young age, yeah. So I remember I got out of the hospital and I just called him up and I said, hey, look, I've I've never tried anything alternative before, but I'm a very open person. I'd be very, you know, interested to hear what you have to to teach me. And he, like, the first thing that came out of his mouth was, do you squat when you poop? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? I'm sorry? I don't think I heard you. Did you say squat and poop in the same sentence? Like, and he was like, absolutely. He was like, pooping is the everything. And I was like, okay, I've got my, like, everything cut out for me at this point in time. Wow. Um, but that was the beginning of my journey. And, like, it changed my life. It took me a year and a half to reverse my diabetes naturally, but I didn't do, I didn't take any medication. I just did it using raw foods. And wow. um, I'm a rare case, I think, in the sense that I went raw vegan in one night and I never went back. And, <laughs> you are like, an extremist, I, I, though. I, I don't you know go about full it. Force. I'm a good extremist. Yes. I go full force. Like, when I decide I'm going to do something, I decide. Yeah. But the thing is that it's like, I never told myself at that moment that I was never going to eat cooked food again. I just told myself mm. I wanted to take it one day at a time mm. because every single day I was feeling a tiny improvement. Wow. You know, and for me, that was like, okay, I went from, you know, my first week of being raw to not having any migraines at all. Like, that was like a huge thing considering I spent hours upon hours every day in a dark room with a bandana tied so tight around my head that I was trying to cut off my blood circulation in my head. And then, so, and then to all of a sudden being able to walk without fainting, like for me, that was like a night and day difference. And the fact that that happened within three weeks was like, okay, there's something here. Right. And I was pretty much fruitarian my whole first month. I, Mm -hmm. I ate peaches for two weeks straight and he taught me how to eat enough via calories, via fruit. Well, know, just, peaches. Single, just peaches. Just peaches. Only yeah. only peaches and water. Well, because he, he asked me to meet him at Whole Foods, and he started just, like, going over these details with me and telling me why I was getting sick and why this was happening. And, wow. And it just blew my mind. And I was like, oh, my God, I have so much to unlearn. I felt like everything mm. that I'd ever been told in my entire life was a lie. And it was like that alone was something that I needed to recover from, much less you know, what was happening physically in my body. And then, you know, taking it a step further and realizing, wow, I had some serious emotions that needed to be taken care of as well. All of that manifests in our bodies in a very specific and crazy way. And, um, yeah, it, it, I, I can't even tell you. My first month was completely experimental. But mm-hmm. the first 30 days after that, I was like, oh, my God, I've been, I've been a raw vegan for 30 days. And it's like, and I didn't even look back because I was so into it. I was writing down everything that I was eating. I was writing down everything that I was pooping. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, okay, my hair started falling out. I started putting on weight, even though I had more energy, I wasn't vomiting. I started weighing out my pros and my cons. And every single day, even though there were challenges, I still felt like there was an improvement happening. And I feel like that's what kept me moving forward. Um, detox can be really heavy for many people and many people like quit thinking they don't have enough energy or my god my hair fuzz falling out or this is happening or that's happening or I'm feeling nauseous and it's like I felt all those things but I still felt better than I was feeling before and that's what kept me moving forward and then you know you realize it's like once you start taking the journey to health or spirituality or any given 
um, any given mind-body-spirit healing, you understand that there are layers to the healing process, and you have to keep moving forward, and that's how you begin to, like, cleanse, you know? Yeah. Well, then how has the raw veganism <laughs> affected your spiritual path? I would say that this has been an intense journey to self-love mm. via spirituality for me, and I say that only because most people don't really... You've heard the phrase, you are what you eat, right? Oh, like, yeah. You, you are what you eat, eat as well. And for anybody who comes from a history of self-sabotage in any form or hating themselves or sickness, um, the foods that you eat don't nourish you. They don't cleanse you, especially on an emotional level. And I don't feel like you can get to the spiritual level unless you first battle the physical, mm -hmm. which is kind of like the base level. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay... I can't feel high on life unless I clear out toxicity from my body. That's like step one. And then from there, it's like, okay, am I eating things that make me feel numb? Am I eating foods that hold me back? Like why do people eat a lot of Thanksgiving dinner so that they pass out and go to sleep and don't have to think about what they're eating? And it's this unconscious state of basically stuffing yourself so you don't have to think about other things. People do it with drugs. People do it with fast food. We live in a very numb society. But the thing about fruits and vegetables <laughs> is that they're very cleansing foods, and they yeah. bring up a lot. Not only are they cleansing out physical toxins from your body, but they are literally fleshing out, like, stored emotions as well. As those physical toxins come up and you're detoxing, your, um, your emotional bookcase is also being dusted. So... Yeah, that makes sense. So you knew that this was going on, even though you said that your hair was falling out and you're low in energy. A lot of people would just you see those symptoms and they would just run and be like, all right, this is not working out for me. But did he give you a fair warning? Like, this is what's going to happen at first. And then... You're I mean, going... obviously no one knows what kind of detox you're going to have because okay. you everybody goes through their own thing. But that's why I said it's like important for you to weigh the pros and the cons. Yeah. Like, is this just something that you're... Uh, fearful of and you're emotionally avoiding and it's like you know it's good for you so you hold back right one of those things and for me that was one of those things where okay. it's like wow this is the right choice for me and I don't need to be a baby um, <laughs> but but for real and going back to the, the spirituality question like yeah. when you eat foods that continuously cleanse you if you're brave enough to face the emotional issues that come up that's where the real healing be like that's where the real healing begins Amen. and that's that's the hardest part for most people on this diet because they get really great at the physical part and then all of a sudden it's like why am i crying and eating a salad i don't know <laughs> because right? you finally needed to heal and let these emotions out Something, yeah, but they're hand in hand. You can't expect to clean the physical body mm -hmm. and not have the mental or the emotional cleanse as well. And the best part is that once you really work on those two, then then the spirituality aspect comes into place, and you start to feel um, a high, so to speak. You start to feel more of an appreciation and a gratitude and a purity inside of your body yes. that helps you connect with whatever higher source that you believe in, whether it be Mother Nature or God, um, anything. It really basically cleanses out that tunnel so that you can become the light, feel the light, be the light, all of these things. And I, I truly believe that it's all connected. When you're eating food that comes from the earth, you connect with the earth, and yes. it elevates you. 
Yes. I oh, love that's beautiful. That. I remember in India listening to one of the teachers. He said that you absorb the life force of whatever food you're eating. So whether that's meat or a plant, like every living thing has an energy and a spirit, he was saying. Um, and so I guess my question is, why raw vegan? And what's the difference between vegetarian, vegan, and raw? Because they think um, people often get confused. But I would love to know how a raw vegan diet really is helps you connect in that way because you're so passionate about it and so in tune with your heart space I love this question you know the funniest thing for me um I just I answer this with a one sentence answer if you want to feel alive why would you eat something that's dead you just Mm. said like you're connected to the life force of your food there are different levels of eating raw and the highest level or I guess you could say the lifestyle that has the highest life force of food is a raw vegan lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So the vegetarian diet is basically not eating any meat, but you can still eat dairy, you can still eat pasta, you can still eat cookies. It basically just eliminates meat from your diet, but most vegetarians, like they've done studies that have shown that most vegetarians are overweight and unhealthier than any of the three. Because mm-hmm. it's it's basically just you remove meat, but not very many people replacing this meat with fruits and vegetables. They're replacing it with vegetarian junk food. Um, mm-hmm. And that can be for all three of the lifestyles. But um, the next level up would be vegan, which is not eating any meat, dairy, or animal products. Uh, other animal products could be anything from honey to like goat something or anything like that. Right. And also, vegan has a deeper ethical meaning of not wearing animals not um right it's a lifestyle not just a diet absolutely yeah um and so raw vegan is basically not eating any meat dairy animal products or cooked foods which means rather than saying i'm not eating this i prefer to say it's a diet filled with an abundance of raw fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds and really connecting with like the highest life force of nature. I love that because keep in mind when you cook your food, the proteins are denatured, the life force has changed. Um, mm-hmm. I used to do this experiment like when I was in college and I explained it to people this way. If I were to put a plate of green beans, fresh green beans and cooked green beans in front of you, okay? Yeah. And I were, I were gonna give you a notepad and I was gonna say, all right, I want you to write down the words that describe each one of these plates. Because if we are what we eat, then the words that emanates each one of these plates, we become as well, right? Because like, right. if those words describe those plates, then okay, then we will become those words, we are what we eat on a deeper emotional, physical, spiritual level. So when people started describing the cooked green beans, it was like, okay, dark green, uh, lychee, wet noodle-y, wormy, needs salt to eat them, <laughs> blanched, um, all of those things, right? And it makes you rethink, okay, this is how that food is described. And then when you describe the fresh green beans, it was like bright green, fresh, crispy, sweet, um, all these beautiful, you know, energetic words. And so looking at them, when you compare the list, it was like, wow. If I want to become, if I am what I eat, and if the words that describe these foods are the words that I will become, I absolutely want to be the fresh green beans. Mm-hmm. I want to be the one filled with life force and with energy and with sweetness and with crunchiness and all this. Mm. Like, wow. So, 
so I hope, Ali, I hope that answers your question. Um, it about, does. Yeah. Yeah, that was beautiful. And I love that um, it's not just about the food because we often think of food as fuel, but you're talking about it as though it is a part of you and there is a connection to you know, where it's coming from and the life force of that and how it affects not just your physical body, but your emotional and your energy body. And I'm sure you've heard this question a million times, but most people's greatest concern, and honestly, as an athlete, it was my greatest concern with becoming a raw vegan or even vegan, is just the thought that vegans struggle to get adequate protein. And I know that you are really great at kind of deconstructing this myth. Um, so maybe you could talk more about what plant foods fully raw vegans get their protein from and how they know that they're getting enough protein. Absolutely. You know, I'll say that I've never worried about this because I think it was mainly because mm -hmm. I trained. I went straight from within my first six months of eating raw, uh, going into an internship with Dr. Graham, studying under John Rose, uh, learning from Gabriel Cousins, I don't know how, but I just jumped in and then I ended up being staff for Doug for like almost four years. And this is something that I got to hear him talk about frequently. And um, Dr. Graham has been a coach for Olympic athletes for 30 something years. And one of his greatest gifts has been training athletes and how to be raw vegan mm. and, incre and increase their athletic performance. And so when you take away this whole myth of like us not having enough protein, um, you think, wow, if I just ate what I ate and I was happy, then I would have enough energy. So he put together this formula of like 80-10-10 that as long as your body is getting 10% of protein in your day, which if you're eating a 2,000-calorie diet, that's only 200 calories of protein in your day for you to function at an optimal level. Whether or not you're an athlete and you need more, it can be adjusted from there. But that's 200 calories of plant-based protein, which is mm -hmm. going to come from greens and fruit. Yes, fruit has protein. But it's just eating it in an abundance to where you get enough protein from it. So him and John Rose both recommend two to three pounds of leafy greens a day. That would mean like two to three heads of lettuce, two to three heads of kale. I know that sounds like a lot to some people, but if you were to blend it up or juice it, it's really just like a tall glass of greens. And the thing compared with meat-based protein versus animal or green well, plant-based protein is that two pounds of leafy greens is about 40 to 60 grams of protein, whereas one mm -hmm. filet of chicken is 25 grams of protein. And only 40% of that meat-based protein is going to be absorbed into your bloodstream, whereas like 80 to 90% of all of that plant-based protein will be mm -hmm. absorbed into your system as well. You're getting an abundance, and your body just flushes out anything excessive that it doesn't need. And when you think about it, the strongest animals in the world are not eating meat. You know, giraffes, hippopotamuses, gorillas, um, they're eating mm. plants all day long. And I, I don't even elephants, go to the yeah. argument. Elephants, yeah. Mm. I don't even go to the element, like the argument of like what our teeth are actually meant to be chewing. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that there's no fiber in meat. And it takes mm -hmm. at least 48 hours for a meat-based source to move through your colon. And our colons are 31 and a half feet long, right? So imagine a dead animal carcass taking 48 hours to move through your colon. If your colon's clean, which most people don't have a clean colon, which means some people are carrying around dead animal bodies in their body oh, at 98.6 <laughs> degrees for, for really long periods of time. 
Mm-hmm. And then people want to know why we have sickness. People want to know why they're constipated. People want to know why they have acne. People want to know why they don't have energy, why their farts smell, all this stuff. <laughs> it's like, well, I, you're carrying around a carcass inside of you. It's not really, it's not really that healthy, and it's not. There's no fiber in that. People feel better when they eat fiber-based foods, no matter what it is. And mm-hmm. um, fruits and vegetables have enough protein for us to thrive off of. I know a lot of people think uh, that we need an excess amount of protein, but the truth is, is that we need calories, we need energy, we need mm-hmm. carbohydrates for our bodies to thrive. And if they're interested in reading another book about this, Dr. Garth Davis wrote a great book what is it uh, about the myth. It's like the myth of protein, mm-hmm. and it basically talks about how. No one in the world has ever complained about having a protein deficiency. Like, it's not a disease. Right. It's, it's not an epidemic, and vegans can get protein. Whether, you know, even if you're going for a cooked vegan diet, you can get protein from beans, rice, um, mm-hmm. so many different things. And it's absolutely possible to thrive on a vegan lifestyle. So they can get all the amino acids if they just eat a variety of plants. Yes. Yeah, so it, so do you think that a raw vegan diet is for everyone? Hmm. hmm. I, I used to say yes, because mm. physically I believe that that is a yes. However, uh, after experiencing this for the past few years, I think emotionally, on the emotional level, I'm not sure that very many people know how to process this. They need coaching. They need a little bit more guidance. Imagine having an entire life of trauma and then all of a sudden going through like a massive detox it can be scary for many people. Mm. I recommend that people start with one raw vegan meal a day and work their way up to two raw vegan meals a day and then take a leap from there. Ooh, I love I that d- challenge. Yes. I do believe that raw food is the optimal diet for mm-hmm. everybody, and, but I don't recommend that there's any one way to do it. Like, I think some people may need a higher fat. Yes. Some people may You're need lower carb. fat. I'm higher carb, and sometimes, mm-hmm. like, as of recently, I mean, I've been doing this for 12 years and haven't had cooked food, but as of recently, I've been able to enjoy higher fat yep. and not see any symptoms and feel great. And so, for me, it's like, okay, if one day I want to eat all greens and still get in fruit, great. If one day I want to have, like, four avocados for dinner, I feel great. Um, as long as I'm eating things that I know are very high in energy and life force I feel amazing and And I truly believe that they're healing foods yes and you have so much energy I don't know anybody that runs every single day six to ten miles and it just goes to show like that really is a part of your diet and yeah I noticed that um when we were traveling when we were in Bali which we'll talk about a little bit but we started eating a higher fat raw vegan diet and you were still thriving because we absolutely at Seeds of Life, we had huge feasts and there were a lot of nuts and seeds and even some oils. But we both, I remember I felt so alive and that was the probably the longest period of time where I ate a raw diet. I, I felt amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, it feels like life, but for me, that was like the heaviest that yeah. I ever eat. Like, even just yesterday, my day was consisted of, I had fruit all day, just like smoothies and green juice, and then for dinner, I made a spirulina guacamole and made lettuce tacos with it. Like, that was a day for me. That's amazing. Spirulina is a great source of protein for those that are concerned with that, even though they don't have to worry about it. I put some in my smoothie this morning. You did. And then you had green tea. 
Mm-hmm. It was cute. Green full life. <laughs> a green full life. life the veg head life. The veg head oh, life. Oh, and speaking of traveling, though, so you really have been traveling all over. Your Instagram pictures are beyond beautiful and so inspiring. And I know so many people are so curious how in the world, as a raw vegan, especially, you travel to places where they thrive on cooked meat, cooked food, cooked rice. Um, how do you source your food? Okay, well, first, I just have to say that every single person on this call right now has amazing Instagram photos. (laughs) I I love both of you guys, and the amount of love coming from both of you is just perfect. So uh, that's all I'll say about that. We love you. We love you. I love you guys, So much. Um, You know, honestly, sometimes I feel like it's easier to travel and be raw than it is to be in, in my own hometown of Houston, Texas, Um, but but it really just depends on where you are like when I'm home in Lebanon it is so easy there's fruit markets everywhere there's fruit trees everywhere and I just like I'm basically fruitarian for that time period Mm -hmm. and I'm just enjoying all of the the fruits and I I was literally picking figs off the trees everywhere off the side of the road in Lebanon and then it's like when I'm in Ecuador it's like there are mangoes galore so typically when I travel, everywhere that I go, I'm able to find fruit. When I was in Dubai, I was able to find an abundance of fruit when I, you know, everywhere. I've never been in a place where I wasn't able to find fruit. Mm. Um, and wait, will you explain what a fruitarian is for those that might not know? So a fruitarian is basically one who just eats fruit for a certain <laughs> period of time. Fruitarianism can also include um, some greens as well. Um, but it typically doesn't include nuts or seeds for a period of time. It's very difficult to go uh, a long period of time on just fruitarianism. Um, but I've, I've, like, I've done it where I've ate nothing but mangoes for six months. Like, I did what? that one. So, yeah, it's yeah. about peaches for two weeks, which made you, if you are what you eat, a big giant peach. And so then your big giant mango. <laughs> James the giant peach. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm figgy-licious. Which I know is one of your favorite children's books, by the way, and now I get why. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's true. So basically it's just eating fruit um, and some grains for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. which I actually think is, is amazing for those who really want. I know a lot of people who do juice cleanses to cleanse, like on a very intense level yeah and the same way you could do fruitarianism for a bit and have the same effect if not better because you're still getting in the fiber yeah right so it's basically just an intense way of really cleansing out your body because think about it all you're eating is like one fruit or a few fruits at a time and like all of that is just wiping through your colon you're strengthening your entire system you're giving yourself the sugars the carbs and the proteins that it needs and, you know, even fruits have fat in them, too. So it's pretty it's pretty oh. cool and intense all at the same time. So when you're fruitarian, you don't have any nuts or seeds, any sources of fat. It's really just the fruit. Oh, but you can have avocado. Avocados, okay, because that fruit, is a fruit. Right? But what about, Are um, it's such, there's, fruit has obviously so much natural sugar, so much sugar, though. And, you know, some people, I think a lot of nutritionists' greatest concern might be that it will spike the blood sugar and then you will lose a lot of energy because your blood sugar spiked and you can run into, um, yeah. What, what, what's your 
intake on that? Um, well, I mean, I don't think that, I mean, I think that if you're worried about your blood sugar spiking, just eat your fruit with some greens. Yeah. And or get some exercise. I yeah. You know, it's the same same argument that people bring up with like candida or diabetes that they can't eat fruit. Um, and my my suggestion is just eat the lower sugar fruits until you feel more comfortable. But the truth is, is that it's really not about the fruit. It's more yeah. about the amount of fat that you eat. Um, and candida has more to do with fat than it does with sugar. Dr. Graham describes that in his book as well. It's a uh, yeah. There's just so many different myths out there. I but know. The truth is that it's like, you know what is so interesting is that nobody says anything and nobody cares if you are going to have fast food like McDonald's or Burger King or whatever three times a day for oh every meal. Gosh. But the second that you decide to go raw vegan and eat fruits and vegetables three times a day, I'll help freak out. So you're just like, <laughs> wait a minute, it's just fruits and vegetables. How is this possible? Right? Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, something I really admire about you is that you did pioneer this. It wasn't, like, so open and common to be doing this as it is now. And so you really just, like, followed your heart despite any other opinions around you. And I love how on your Instagram and YouTube, of course, you share the most beautiful, bright, and colorful vegan dishes. Like, they truly look like an art piece. Um, But what really drew me to your page and stood out to me is your passion for empowering everyone to just heal themselves from the inside out and follow their heart. Like you're a true role model, not just for healing people's bodies, but healing their souls through food. And I don't know, I would just love to hear more about your transition because I noticed that you kind of went more from emphasizing talking about food, which you still do, but now um, I feel like your main message is about self-love. And so I would love to hear more about that journey. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Ali. But, you know, I have to say this. I do. I I may, I am a pioneer, yes, but the men who came before me are the true ones. I feel mm-hmm. like I just made it cool. <laughs> you made it acceptable. Like, like, people now are like, you're eating three McDonald's meals. No, you're eating raw vegan. Okay. <laughs> no, for real. Like, I'm just going to say this. Like, when I was in Texas 12 years ago, it was like vegetarian was just starting. Mm-hmm. It was just a word that was starting to get known. Right? Like, you'd walk into somewhere, people would be like, oh, vegetarian? Oh, yeah, that's where they don't eat cows. Right? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, and then you tell them you're vegan, they'd be like, oh, I don't know what that is. That's just crazy. And then it's like, you tell me go raw vegan. It's like, oh, she done gone off the deep end. Somebody call her mama. You know, like, <laughs> right? You know, you know, mate, only fruits and only vegetables. We're going to take a quick break to share our love for our sponsor, Hum Nutrition, who has an amazing giveaway for three of our sponsors. And a side note, I'm honestly super skeptical about any brand that claims to be the cure or the magical elixir to all your issues. But seriously, guys, Hum really does seem to heal almost all. I... I'm going to be honest right now. I have had terrible digestion and chronic bloating since I got back from Bali a few months ago, and it put me in a funk for a while. So when a friend recommended Hum to me, I took, I decided to take the Flatter Me and Gut Instinct tablets, and now... Let's just say I run a little more smoothly. And Hum is offering three of our listeners three months of $150 worth of Hum products for free, which is amazing. All you have to do is rate and review our 
podcast on iTunes, send a screenshot to info at yourownmagic.life and tell us that you want to submit for the HUM giveaway. Yes, and don't forget about receiving 20% off HUM nutrition with our promo code MAGIC. But the truth is, it's like, I value, I don't, Dr. Graham, uh, Gabriel Cousins, John Rose, these men, like they've been doing it for a while. I think I, I pioneered it in a different way of making it more socially acceptable. Um, because it's, it, it's not socially acceptable (laughs) and it still quite isn't. And I, I think for me, the real journey, you're right, Allie has been about self-love. And the transition has been an incredibly powerful one. And that's why I say I feel like the physical stuff is all just surface level. Once people get past the sickness or the not feeling good and they start to experience all the physical benefits, then the real space opens up for you to discover what the higher purpose of you having a healthy life is really like. Hmm. Right? So achieving health is a beautiful thing. But it's basically just one step closer for you to be able to achieve what you're really here to do on this earth. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's like, okay, I finally broke free from those, you know, shackles of being physically ill all the time. And it was like, wow, now I can actually just be myself. So mm-hmm. I try to incorporate my journey into helping people find this health. But at the same time, like discovering what my journey has been about and helping people get there as well. It's incredibly powerful, and I can't expect everybody to relate to it, but I know that so many people feel pain on this earth, and I feel like pain is a huge manifestor for sickness, and getting people to move through these deep emotions while at the same time still healing their bodies physically is so completely essential. Like I said, I truly believe so many people are just numb, and they choose to be numb, and if we can just wake them up just a little bit and like bring them into a conscious light and get them to be a conscious being I know it's scary but that is really what's going to save the world at this point in time and um and so yeah I I love fruit I love color I love life Mm. but like I said it's it's always more it's always deeper than that (laughs) always always deeper than that and I think that's the most beautiful thing about you is you're inspiring people to face their own soul. You're inspiring them to take the journey to their own hearts and listen to the teacher inside. It's not even that you're preaching a certain lifestyle just by you truly following your path and like listening to your intuition. It's awakening people. It truly is like you are just this beautiful catalyst of light and I also think that one of your strengths that I have also really admired is your relationship with your body and you have such a healthy relationship and I feel like empower so many women not only with food but how you look and feel in your body you can tell you're just so accepting of that like goddess energy that's in you so for all of those not just women but men too who struggle with body image issues what would be your advice on developing that self-love Thank you for that. And um, I, the same comes from both of you guys in being just like complete beings of light and love. And, you know, I'd say that my, my journey with my body has been an interesting one because I come from, you know, being really sick and emaciated to all of a sudden hitting puberty at 26 because I was sick for all of my developmental years Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then all of a sudden growing huge boobs and like filling out into this Lebanese Latina figure and 
you know, I've battled a lot of hate online for it because people have this image in their mind that they think raw vegans should be stickly thin, and it's like, oh, here comes Christina, and she's like a 32F size boobs, they must be fake, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, oh my god, look at her, she's not perfect, and she's raw vegan, it's like, I've gotten past all of that because I still take such good care of myself, I exercise every day, I, I cry every day, I emotionally take care of what I need to do for myself every day, and, like, mind, body, spirit, and at the end of the day, like, what feels best to me is holding my heart and just being like, gosh, poop it, you have been through so much, thank you, right, like, my, our bodies have been through everything with us, like, and it's like you touch your heart and just like, thank you for keeping me alive. Like, I don't even ask you to and you're still mm. pumping blood for me. Like, you unconsciously keep me alive on the daily. Like, why would I hate mm-hmm. you? Why would I hate you? Why would mm. I abuse you? That's self-sabotage. And, you know, the thing about it is that I used to think that, like, really skinny girls were beautiful and I used to want to, like, mm-hmm. be like them. And then... It's like the more that I traveled the world, the more I was around like these beautiful women in my family, like my aunts and my grandmother, you know, they would always be like, oh, raw vegan, too skinny. And then it's like, I filled out and I was like, I kind of like being a woman. Yeah, you represent truth. Help. (laughs) Yes. Like, hey, boobies. Oh, yeah. There's power in those hips. (laughs) But, you know, I think it's just a shift in perception of Mm -hmm. learning to love yourself no matter where you're at. I've loved myself when I was 87 pounds. I love myself now that I'm, you know, however much I am. I don't even own a scale anymore. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. But, like, learning to love every... As, as long as I'm taking care of myself and I feel good, I, like, I love the skin I'm in. I do. I and for that. me, I think it's empowering just to get women to feel empowered by what they do and not what they look like. I feel like what you look like is the aftermath of how much work you've put into taking care of yourself. And I'm not just talking about physically, I mean, but like that radiance, that glow, that confidence, whatever brings you to love yourself. Some of the most beautiful women in this world to me do not look like, you know, Giselle, like Oprah. Oh my God, I love her. Like she's a beautiful woman, beautiful souls in the world. And nobody's looking at her physical appearance. Yeah. But I feel that there is a balance that can be had, you know? Even Oprah's had problems with her weight. So it's like, what mm. if she took on a raw vegan diet, you know? And she really took that extra path for herself. I'm sure she'd feel great too. It's, but And that's why it's like, I can't force that journey upon anybody. I can only do the journey that makes me feel the best and what I feel happiest in my skin doing and what makes me feel like a woman, what makes me operate of being like my highest yeah. self possible. And honestly, it just shows that at 26, when this was happening, that you have healed. It took that long, but you healed from something that a lot of people can't heal or do not choose the right path to heal from. It's so beautiful. And I also, I just must be honest that one thing that we both admire most about you is that you just truly, truly embody the compassion that the vegan lifestyle represents, your compassion for yourself and also for all living beings. And I'll be honest, there are a lot of influencers out there, vegan influencers that may not seem to be coming from that loving place. So whenever I see others bash other people who are spreading the same message to just have compassion for yourself and have compassion for all living beings then and you represent that every single day but there will be some 
person on there that might comment, make a very negative and hateful comment, and you always brush it off. In fact, you laugh it off with a smile and you send them light. And that's something that not everybody sees behind the scenes. So I just wanted to make note of that. And I've never seen you post a hate message or share a message that puts anyone else in a negative light, no matter who has tried to do the same for you. Yet every time you post, there's always at least, you know, one troll. So how do you manage to just brush that off and help people figure out how to brush off those haters and those trolls? I want to say thank you for that um, because it took me a while to get there. I used to care so much, so much about what other people think. And I truly feel like this has been one of my biggest lessons in this journey. And it, it like, it started off like five or six years ago. I encountered this horrible situation online where I had um, the vegan community completely turn against me and bash me. Mm. Hundreds of people made hate videos about me. And none of them were coming from people who were eating meat. They were all vegans. Mm -hmm. And it was like a public attack. Few people tried to sue me. And it was like, I didn't do anything to deserve it. All Mm -hmm. I did was become successful at spreading the message. And there was just a huge amount of that came my way. And imagine it's like we're all very sensitive beings, but being compassionate for myself at the time I was extremely naive and it's like brand new to social media you know it's like you read that first comment where someone says oh her hair looks bad and you're like what and then you spend the whole night obsessing about well what's wrong with my hair right that's just one simple comment but then imagine somebody saying it about your body you're having mm. fake boobs she's fake her personality's terrible she's this she copied her she did this oh my god what if she sued her it's like And then it blows up and all of a sudden it's like you have 500 people making a YouTube video about how much they hate you. And you're like, none of that's even true. And it's like if these people just spent five minutes with me, maybe they'd realize. But then it's like you really do learn a lot of valuable lessons in moments like these. And you come to realize that not everybody gets into this lifestyle for the same reason. I got into it for the health health, reasons, right? Yeah. But then after that, I began to learn a lot about the ethical side. Right. And then after that, it's like learning. There's also an environmental side. Yeah. And everybody comes in via a different path and not everybody relates to each other. I know a lot of ethical vegans who eat a ton of junk food and they're really overweight vegans and they're not happy with their body, but they don't care because they're not eating animals. At the same time, it's like I know environmental vegans who uh, don't really care about animals. They don't care about their (laughs) health, but like they care about the The environment. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like I know health vegans who... Uh, you know, plant based. Yeah. You know, they'll wear fur, they'll wear leather, yeah. and at the same time, it's like they don't really care about being ethical. They just want to feel good and look good. Yeah. And I, re- I respect all of them because mm-hmm. I believe that you can't achieve a greater level of health and not somehow encounter one of the others and learn. And it's about being open. And for me, going through that journey and trying mm-hmm. to have compassion of, okay, where is everybody coming from? I can learn to relate to them on somehow, and if they still hate me, well, then I know that it's jealousy, or I know that, wow, they must feel 10 times worse about themselves for them to publicly say that about me, like, keyboard courage, right? And even have the time to spread this unnecessary hateful message. Oh, everybody has the time. (laughs) Everybody will make time Mm. if they're feeling poorly enough about themselves. They'll get into an obsessive state. They will do anything possible to bring you down because for some reason they feel even lower. Mm-hmm. And change is uncomfortable for people. So anytime you say something that rattles somebody, be prepared 
to be rattled yourself a little bit if you're not in a strong enough state. And I feel like that's where a huge part of my journey was, was learning how to be strong enough to handle people who were unhappy with themselves. And the reason why I now I'm able to like laugh at it or brush it off is because I just see right through it. Yeah. Right? If, I, if a woman is commenting on like, you know, how bad I look, it's like you go to her profile and you're like, oh, honey, I'll pray for you. Yes. I will pray you for got, you. Yes. I love that you know, coming from a place of non-judgment, it's like when you said you respect all of them, I think that's how you bring awareness and actually do change the world. It's from love because I'm going to be honest, like two years ago, I started my yoga journey and I was not vegan. I was pescatarian, but I wouldn't even consider a vegan diet because of the hate I experienced. I almost Mm -hmm. like was turned off. I was like, oh, this is like this angry kind of cult. Um, (laughs) And that was my own judgment and my own thing. But then um, just by meeting and making so many compassionate, loving vegan friends that just really opened my mind, like that's when the transformation happened. And that's like, I think that that's how you bring awareness is not through shame or anger, but through love and compassion. And so I just want to honor you for always having that strength in you and just being so open with people and respecting their path and their journey and I think that's really how you're changing the world in such a big way thank you and and I I am totally with you on that I've experienced it myself and I've experienced it to the point of where I was like wow I don't want to be like these people if this is what the word vegan is maybe I don't want that label but then I realized this isn't about me this isn't about them it's about something much greater it's about creating love on this earth and a compassionate lifestyle and a truly compassionate lifestyle is one free of judgment Mm -hmm. right it's one that is like completely involved in love and so I think we're all here to maybe perhaps love one another and show that we can make a greater change and a bigger difference just by cooperating with one another you know absolutely we can each still get get our message across by loving one another and it doesn't have to be hate-filled and we don't all have to do things the same way, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, just you're don't. transitioning. Yes. Um, in that case, what do you think your mantra for self-healing and the self-love would be? If you had to give oh. a one. Ooh. <laughs> My mantra for self-love and healing. Um, hmm. Can't it just be I am love? Like, I love uh. anything with Yes. Anything that follows I am is a complete, mind-blowing, powerful, um, come into your own being of like God, inspired spiritual vibrations. I am, and love is the most powerful. It is. In fact, people, I challenge anybody listening to this to say that in the mirror right when they wake up in the morning to themselves, look themselves in the eye and say it and just see what resonates. It is beyond powerful and it can set your day on fire. It's so powerful and I actually have it tattooed on my body. Oh yes, I do. It's um, because I think (laughs) that it just, it's not like I as an ego, I am individually love. It's like we are all this universal love and in Sanskrit it's actually a hemprema so I'll meditate in the morning and I just think like a hemprema I am love so yes. the fact that you said that is so synchronistic and you are love by the way I love both you we are all love we are we all are love all love actually speaking of morning 
because I'm really curious. I'm always curious, especially people that are just go-getters in this world like yourself and thought leaders. And I know that you're a creature of habit. Will you give us a little glimpse of your morning routine and what's it like in the typical day of Christina's life? <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you People need question. to know. It's beautiful. It's actually very inspired my morning routine, too. Should we start with the singing of Moana jumping out of bed? Or should okay. We start Will you sing Moana? <laughs> <laughs> it's um, true. She gets up and sings and goes to bed I, and sings. <laughs> um, I'd say part of my morning routine is I, I wake up, um, I turn on music, and I kind of get myself moving a little bit, but then I immediately go for a run or a workout, get my blood flowing. Mm-hmm. I don't look at my phones or my laptop before I do this. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens until I get in my morning workout. And then yeah. um, I'll pray, I'll meditate, yes. I'll come home, I'll make a smoothie, I'll eat fruit, return calls, dance around. Um, yeah, so basically <laughs> it it's, uh, requires... Music, singing, dancing, running, and then getting to work. So much energy, so much life. You have such a high spirit. It's honestly one of, I love being around your energy. I love you too. It keeps me in high spirits. Mm-hmm. It really does. And slumber parties. Slumber it parties are always great. Uh, especially when you sing me lullabies at night. Before I go to sleep, you guys, Christina's singing voice is I really, majestic. I keep telling her she needs to come out with an album. You do. <laughs> it would be wonderful. Oh, wait, I'm curious. What kind of meditations have you been doing? Um, you know, it's funny. My meditations have evolved. My meditations yeah. used to happen when I was running. Like, that was the only mm-hmm. time I could get my mind to go clear. Yeah. And then they kind of changed when me and Raquel were in Bali one day and we got caught in the rain. Oh, my gosh. The- do you remember we were yeah. in the Oh, yeah. I'll never forget this moment. You explain it. You will describe it so much more beautifully. So I just remember this because you were like, let's just sit and meditate. And I remember there was like something really stressful happening. Mm-hmm. And um, you're like, let's just sit and meditate in the rain. And I was like, Raquel, I don't know how to like meditate and sit. <laughs> I was like, I meditate when I run. My mind gets clear when I run. She's like, no, really? So we sit in the rain and it's just pouring. And we both, st- like, I just started singing Mariah Carey. We both started singing Mariah Carey together in the rain. And then all of a sudden, we just went silent and mm-hmm. sat there for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just remembered you looked at me and you're like, that's a meditation. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I love it. <laughs> it was wonderful. And you also had three different I ams pop into your brain, pop into your mind during that, which were beautiful. Do you remember what they were? I am safe. Yes. I am protected. I am loved. It was, yep. it was something like that. Yeah. Those I things. am desired. That was I one. am desired. Yes. Oh, I remember. That was mm-hmm. so good. I was like, wow. That really, oh, that was so beautiful. I think we have a video of that somewhere. Um, I do. Oh. Wow. Okay, good memories. <laughs> so many good memories. And people can just visualize this. Uh, all right. Are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. We have some fun rapid fire questions because one of my favorite things about podcasts is listening to the rapid fire questions and I just want to shoot some out for you because you're going to, this is going to be fun. Are you ready? I am ready. ready. Yes. All right. If you were a fruit, which would you be? Or if I were a fruit, I would be a chico sapote, which is a South American fruit that tastes like apple cinnamon pie. 
Ooh. I love that answer. I was not expecting that. No, and I need to try this fruit right now. All right. What's the last thing you do before you go to bed? Um, this is going to sound really... Uh, I go and I lay in my parents' bed for like 30 minutes and I just like talk to them and snuggle with them until they fall asleep and then I go up to my room. Oh my god. And then go to bed. Of course you do. Your relationship with your parents is so beautiful. All right, ready? Raw vegan cheesecake or raw vegan ice cream? Ice cream! Ah, you're obsessed. <laughs> Vanilla or chocolate? Ah, uh, well, come on, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, Vanilla. Mm, oh. Yeah, you always get the vanilla. Celebrity crush. Uh, <laughs> I can't. You may listen to this. Uh, what did I just say? JJ Watt. Everybody knows that. Very true. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, if you had to name your kid after a raw vegan dish, what would it be? <laughs> I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow. I was just like mango lassie. Come here, lassie. Oh, here. cute. <laughs> mango lassie. Mango. Oh, that would be cute. Um, who is? Well, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow. Her kid's name's Apple. Exactly. It yeah, it works. Describe yourself in three words. Go. Passionate, relentless, uh, and determined. Hell yes, so true. Least favorite fruit. Honestly, I'm gonna say like. Uh, uh, hold on, give me a second. I'm going through my whole inventory in my brain. I knew she'd have a hard one with this. Right Ellie did say. Ellie knew you'd have a hard one with this. She did say that before. That she's like, oh my god, this one's gonna be difficult. <laughs> I just I'm like I'm trying to go through every country and everything that I've tasted that hasn't been good to me. Um, I'm gonna say. Whatever those are. I don't even know what that is either. <laughs> it, it's like a grapefruit, but it tastes Ooh. like a sour lemon. Ugh. I mean, grapefruit okay. is already pretty sour. Okay, yeah. So, least favorite vegetable? Uh, eggplant and carrots, really. <gasps> what? What? You're not on the carrots and almond butter train? <laughs> you know, it, it, I like the taste of carrots, but they give me nightmares, so I try to stay what? away. Because, wow. Yeah, I have this thing where carrots have given me nightmares ever since I was really little. That's wild. That is so interesting. What about when you have your raw vegan carrot cake, which is to die for, by the way? I make a sacrifice for my sleep oh. when I eat it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not know. That's an interesting fact about KB. It's a very true fact about me. Like, I get the weirdest dreams after I eat carrots, and I eat them consciously, like, wow. <laughs> knowing that that evening is going to be... <laughs> An interesting night. Uh, yeah. The things we do for carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, transitioning to a more serious question for our listeners. Um, at the end of your life, what are two of the most important things that will make you feel as though you've truly lived? Just two empowering messages straight from your heart. Uh, messages or actions, like, to others. Hmm. Whatever is most important for you, like, you're at the end of your life reflecting back. Okay, so I'll give both. Um, mm -hmm. 
The first would be knowing that I hope to serve others and to save lives in some given way that, like, I fulfilled my purpose mm-hmm. um, to help others. Like, truly, I believe that each of us are here to serve. And, um, and knowing that I found love and that I was able to become love in my life. Like, so whether that means that I was able to, like, have a fulfilling relationship with my family or just, like, have you know, love around me or being able to fulfill that, that is what means so much to me. Um, and so if I were going to translate that into a message, it would be, um, to make sure that like, if you want to have a fulfilling life, get right with God, become your highest self and clean yourself enough so that you are able to serve your purpose with Mm. enough confidence that you feel like if you were to die tomorrow, you would feel like you lived and you served. And the second would be that you were able to reach a level of forgiveness and compassion for yourself and others, that you could die feeling at peace and that you become a being of light and love in this world. In which you are, you can check those off your list because seriously, you are, you really live out of love every single day. And whatever challenges you face, you're like, how do I face this out of love? Which is beautiful. Yeah, and I love that all of your intentions, whether you're talking about food or just your journey in general, you always have an intention that's so much bigger than you, and Mm -hmm. it seems like it really carries you through every situation, and it's so beautiful. You're going to be fun. Yes, you are very inspiring and magical. And so, this is our last question that we ask Every single interviewee, even though you're our second, (laughs) how would you advise people to create their own magic? Mm. On a basic level, start with eating one raw vegan meal a day and begin the journey. Just begin, right? A lot of people want to go from zero to a thousand and they don't know how to begin. So to me, that's the basic first step. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I would say every single day before you have to make any decision, ask yourself, is this what my highest self would do? Like, is this what, if I were a perfect being of love, is this the decision I would make? Is this how I would act? How would I treat myself? How would I treat others? What would I feed myself? What would I feed others? Um, every, keep, just be conscious of everything that you intake and everything that is an outtake. Oh, the goosebumps are rising. Oh, the goosebumps are high. I wish we had a giant megaphone that we could broadcast to every soul in the world (laughs) to hear just that one, like, little sliver, and everyone would just be so good. I hope so many people hear this message. Me too. Christina, you really are a light. I love you so much, and thank you so much for coming on this podcast. We're so honored to have you here, and we love love you. you much love you so much much. everybody must check out fully raw christina on youtube and also on instagram at fully raw christina for a lot of self-love and raw food and healing insight and inspiration we love you i love you guys too thank you for making so much for having me i adore and love you both and what you're doing is beautiful for this planet and this earth and thank you for letting this healing uh, and creating this space of healing to happen oh thank you that means so much to hear i love you guys love Love you. you
We are so grateful you tuned into this podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes. Yes, and those of you who leave a rating and review, we want to share our gratitude by sending you a special gift. Just email info at yourownmagic.life and we will send you an exclusive meditation guided by the both of us. And make sure to say hi to us on Instagram. I'm at Allie Michelle L. Don't forget the random L at the end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Raquel Mantra. Thank you. And have a magical day.